Amen. Oh, come on. Hey, we got a new series that we're starting today, and I'm excited about it. And so in the event that you're here for the first time, maybe you don't know who I am. My name's Tony Umber. My wife and I, we pastor this awesome church of great people just like you. And for those that are listening online, we just want to say welcome to, to GV Online Church. And again, we're just uh, honored that you're here today. And don't forget that it's time to invite somebody to church, right? I mean, it's, it's time to just see God do some amazing things. So you're a part of that process. Amen. Well, as I said, in this new series that we're starting, uh, it's simply called FaceTime. Now, for some of you that might be older, you may not necessarily know what FaceTime is, and I'll explain that in just a moment. But if you remember, in fact, some of you in this room, you may not even be old enough to know this cartoon. But there was a cartoon several years back, and I'm assuming that the ones that I watched were actually... Uh, current maybe they were reruns I don't know but there was a cartoon called the Jetsons anybody remember the Jetsons here's George Jetson you know that that was a a staple in my house man I loved it well if you remember the Jetsons you know it was kind of like off into the ages uh, in space ages they were flying spaceships that's how they traveled back and forth but there was one particular thing that was a part of the opening dialogue and that was is that you could have a phone conversation via a monitor or a tv the 70s uh, when we were out there man we had party lines you know, we had to pick up the phone and listen to see if anybody was talking on the other line. You know, across the street, they would, uh, sorry, I didn't know you was on the phone. You know, you had to hang it up, try back later. And so we're living in those days of where we have the ability to have FaceTime talking one, to one another, not just with words, but having the ability to see each other face to face. Now, with that being said, we live in an era of communicating in multiple different ways. You know, nowadays, uh, well, I should say not too long ago, uh, there was the uh, fax machine. Man, that was state-of-the-art back in that day, you know. And then we got real heavily into emailing, emailing back and forth. And then we got into this thing called texting, you know, where you just let, send little messages. And man, I hated that forever. And now I'm a texter, you know, you just get used to the trends of what you do. But how many of you know that there are certain conversations that you can't do in an email? There are certain conversations that you don't want to have on the text. Because, you know, there are just times that you don't know the tone of voice of how it's being delivered. And if you're like me, there's times you read it, it's like, what's up with them? I mean, how dare they talk to me that way? And you're ready to, you know, give it back to them. And they're like, dear God, I never meant it to sound like that. I was just, I mean, I was smiling when I sent the text and you took it all wrong. I'm saying there's, there are times and there are certain kind of conversations that we must have that it must be face to face, right? And in the face to face, you're able to communicate exactly what you're wanting. You're able to express it with feeling and there is the ability, if you're a good communicator, that is, to be able to express the intent and the heart of what you're wanting to articulate, right? So again, this series is simply called FaceTime. And we're going to talk about having FaceTime with God. And if you didn't realize that you could have FaceTime with God, then you're in for a treat because God wants to have some FaceTime with you and I. And so to begin to elaborate on that, I was going to go a certain direction this morning, but then just how life has the ability to throw some things at you, just kind of 
redirects your message a little bit. And so my wife, she came to me last night and she said, hey, did you notice on Facebook so-and-so's post? And it was a friend of mine from way back when. And it wasn't a very good post. And so to back up just a little bit, this particular uh, fella is a guy that I worked with probably almost 30 years ago. Uh, if you remember the Birch Run Mall, you know, if anybody's been out there, I mean, there was the old part and then there was the new part. And then the new part started just expanding and growing. And I was right there at the very beginning when the new part started being built. And I was in property management with this guy. We took care of the grounds. And he and I worked together taking care of the whole place. And the interesting thing is, is that when I started working there, I wasn't walking with God like I should. I mean, I had a heart towards God, but I just wasn't, I wasn't walking right. And neither was he. But as we started working together, we found out that both of us were from Christian backgrounds and had Christian homes. And, and wouldn't you know, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. And so as we started working together, we began to stir each other up. And all of a sudden, before we knew it, within just a matter of, of a few years, God had begun to light a flame on the inside of both of us that we started to get serious about God and knew that God had a call on our life. And before too long, or at the end of my stint, I'm like, man, I got to go to Bible college. And he's like, man, I got to go to Bible college too. He helped me move to my Bible college and just a couple months or a couple weeks later, he went to his Bible college. But the interesting thing is, is that he was from a certain denominational background. And so we had a lot of conversations and dialogue about how we believed. And how many of you know that you can disagree and not be disagreeable? You, you realize that? I mean, not everybody is going to see things the way that everybody sees things. I mean, the bottom line is, is that if, if you're a Christian and you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave and we receive salvation through him, we're all going to heaven, right? We understand that. But there's a whole lot of other things that we can experience on this earth that Jesus said he came to give. But nevertheless, his belief system was, is that, well, I just believe in the sovereignty of God. And there is a sovereignty of God. And he said, but I just believe that there are things that God does and that God allows to happen because it's his will and I was on the other side that says well wait a minute when you begin to talk about xyz that violates the word of God and therefore it surely couldn't be the will of God and so we would have these conversations and we wouldn't get ugly with one another but it really began to fine-tune and sharpen some things on the both side of us as as to why I believe what I believe and he believes what he believes does that make sense and so uh, time went on. I went to Bible college, graduated, then got married. He stood up in my, uh, I think he was my best man, as a matter of fact. And then just time got busy. And here it is 30 years later, and we've not stayed in contact. But just last year, at the end of last year, his wife put a post on Facebook and said, just wanted to let everyone know that my husband went into the doctor and got a bad diagnosis said that he's got a tumor on his brain and it's cancer. And immediately, I got mad. Because even though it had been 30 years, I still had a near and dear affection for this guy. I mean, this guy was my best man in my wedding. And I mean, a lot of what my relationship with him is what caused me to be in ministry today, that God used that. And I'm like, 
It's not right. And I know the way he believes. He believes in the sovereignty of God. And so, therefore, God must have just let this happen for his divine purpose and will. And in my anger, if you will, I said, you know what? I'm just going to get a hold of him because I believe that God is a healing God. In fact, it was just in that moment when we saw several people in our church that were getting bad diagnoses but were going to the hospital and showing up that, man, a miracle had taken place. And I'm like, man, it don't have to be this way. And so I contacted my friend and I said, friend, man, I heard the diagnosis. Man, just want you to know I love you. I'm praying for you. I said, but listen, I don't believe that 30 years ago God put us in a relationship together by by accident. I believe it was for a divine appointment. I said, now let me tell you all the things that are taking place in our church. And I started to tell him this story and that story, this person's story of what God was doing and the miraculous uh, power of God that we were seeing demonstrated and getting this testimonies of God saying, I don't know how or where it went, but it's gone. And I said, I want you to know that I still believe the way that I believe. And that same God wants to set you free, heal you of cancer, and give you long life. He's got four or five kids. And I said, God wants you to run your race and fulfill it. And I said, I'm available here for you if you need anything, if if we can get together. I said, I just want to be available to you. And his response was, thank you. That was it. And in his thank you, I heard everything that he was saying. And then his wife reached out to me. She goes, well, hey, you know, he's got to go do chemo. And so I'm just getting with various different friends and thought maybe you would want to drive him to one of his appointments. And I said, well, man, I would love to because I'm thinking, dear God, even though you didn't want to get with me, if I'm driving with you and you got in my car, you're going to hear about the healing power of God. And by God, I'm going to be praying for you before you get out of my car. And so we had a schedule set up, and then she contacted me shortly after. Says, hey, listen, I double booked. Already got it covered. Don't need you no more. I'm like, okay. And so I just have left it alone. And so several months have gone by, and so my wife said, hey, did you see the post last night? Just last night she asked me the question. I said, no, I, I haven't seen it. And in summation, basically the post said, Things have progressed, went to the doctor, and the doctor said it's gotten bigger. And so, word is thanking God for the time that we have. We counted a joy and a gift of every day that we have. Thank you for your prayers. We're purposing to stay strong. But that's all it was. So in other words, we're believing in the sovereignty of God And in these last few days, we're going to live our best. And every day that we have is a gift from God. But the end's coming. And it broke my heart. Because it don't have to be that way. Are you tracking with me? And my whole point of talking about that or sharing that story with you is that in regards to that story, even though... He's preparing to meet Jesus face to face as though he's already turned his affections and his attention on that day that he will stand before Jesus face to face. Jesus also said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
So he knows he's going to stand face to face and have FaceTime with Jesus on this by and by when the cancer overcomes. And when I see him face to face, I'll have perfect health, perfect healing, perfect joy, perfect peace when I see him face to face. But there is a face to face that we can experience here on this earth. And the Bible says, he said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I change not. If he's a healing God when you stand face to face on the other side of eternity, why is he not the same today? It's because we haven't learned how to have a face-to-face encounter with him. He is the joy giver. Oh, when I'm there in that day, my joy will be full. When I'm there in that day, all sorrow will be gone. On that day, I'll have perfect peace. No, the Bible says that eternity starts the moment you receive Christ. If you've already received Christ, then you've already stepped over into the eternity of life. And Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. So why should we expect to get there and receive the benefits rather than saying, listen, I've already stepped into eternity. I've already met him face to face. Now I ought to start walking in the benefits of it. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about experiencing God face to face. Once again, if you go over into heaven, your zip code might change, but God didn't change. He is the same God. So therefore, I can believe him to be the same today. But the question is, why do you believe? And maybe you're here this morning thinking that it'll be different when I get there. Why do you believe what you do? It's because somebody told you that. Somebody said that. And as a result, you believe what you believe. But I'm here to tell you that the moment you step across into eternity and see him face to face, he's the same God today. He's the same today. The benefits that I experience there are the same benefits that I experience here. The only difference is is that on this side, we live in a fallen world. On that side, we live in a perfect world. On this side, I live with Jesus being my redeemer. On that side, I live with Jesus being my redeemer. On this side, I live with Jesus being my peace giver. On that side, he is the prince of peace. When I live on this side, he is my healer. When I step over on that side, I walk in perfect health and healing. Amen? It's just understanding who he is and having a face-to-face encounter with him. Amen. When's the last time? that you discovered God? When's the last time that you had a face-to-face meeting with him? And when I ask that question, I'm not just talking about praying a prayer. I'm talking, when have you had a face-to-face encounter where you just encountered God? Now, what I'm talking about is having a personal audience with God, living a life knowing him. And see, there's this word that we call ourselves and we call ourselves Christians, when you talk to the world or a lot of people and you say, I I am now a Christian, people will say, oh, you found religion. No, I didn't find religion. I found him. I had a face-to-face encounter. And when it 
or what it means to be a Christian means to be a Christ follower. So you can't follow somebody you don't know. And obviously, in order for me to follow somebody, I've got to be close enough to be able to see them. If they're five miles down the road, I don't know where they're at. So in other words, in order to be a Christ follower, I have to purpose to be close enough to be able to see him and follow him. Amen? Now, let me just give you a flip side of the coin. Because if Christianity is nothing but religion to us, then the devil will fill you or give you all kinds of religious or religion to fall into. And if Christianity is nothing but religion, then it will become a bunch of criteria that you have to live up to. It'll create actually distance between you and God. Because religion was never meant to draw you close. It's our relationship with him. It's what he did for us to give us that relationship, that face-to-face. Are you doing all right? So let me just speak to you all that are here. And I don't say this to be critical or to point fingers because we all have history. We all have background. But there are many that are here that have had backgrounds of different church upbringings, different beliefs. And every time that we find ourselves falling into a category of saying, well, this is who I am, it automatically establishes restrictions. If I'm, if I'm saying, well, this is what I believe, then what it does is it only allows me to experience God to a certain point. Do you realize that the Bible says that we will see another side of God every day through eternity? So in other words, God has multiple faces. I can see a difference in who he is every day. But I've allowed religion or even some of my upbringing or my belief systems to cause me to see God only this way. And when I get challenged to think outside of the box, well, maybe God is this good. Well, no, this is what I was told. This is what I believe. But listen, just look at what the Word of God says. Maybe God is this big, and you're like, well, no, this is how I grew up believing. This is what I think, and therefore, this is what I hold on to. And then you ask those people, why do you believe it? Because I was told that. Well, where do you get your evidence to believe that? I don't know. It's in the Bible somewhere. Well, show me. I don't know where it's at. And really, you have no evidence to believe what you believe. It's only because somebody told you. But it's the Word of God that gives us the ability to stand and believe in knowing who He is. And therefore, we have confidence and that when I approach Him, I can experience that for the very first time. I've got another friend pastor friend that grew up denominationally and he just started a church a few years ago about about four years ago and he started it under the label of this particular kind of church and I'm not bashing the church great church great people but he was struggling he was struggling in his marriage he was struggling in his ministry And out of desperation, now listen to what I said, out of desperation. How many of you know sometimes desperations push us into the very face of God? 
And sometimes, I mean, doggone it, if we're not so stiff-necked and hard-hearted, we could do it on our own rather than being pushed that way. Oh, God, help, right? But oftentimes, we allow our stubbornness to eventually put us in front of God just out of desperation. And he said, man, out of desperation, he said, I cried out to God. And he said, as I cried out to God, he says, God, I just want you. He says, God, I just want what you want in my life, in my ministry. I just want more of you. And he said, as he cried out in desperation, he said, God filled the room. And he said, God filled me with the Holy Spirit. The scripture talks about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. He said, in that moment, I was filled with the Spirit, and it was because my heart cried out in desperation. And he said, my upbringing said that that's not for us today. My upbringing told me, here's what the Scripture says, and God gave all kinds of evidence and twisted Scriptures around it and said, that's why it's not for us today. It was only for them back then. He said, but in my desperation, he said, I wasn't looking for that, but when I cried out to God and said, God, I want to have a face-to-face, he said, he filled me with the Holy Spirit. And he said, my life has changed. Now, listen. When you have a face-to-face with God, it'll change your scenery. He had a church that was doing okay. They were getting some traction. I just talked to him. We've been trying to mentor him in some areas. I just talked to him last week. Went out to have coffee. He said, you know what? He says, I don't know how it is that I've got such a fire for God and God is transforming me so much but my church is staying the same, that they don't want to experience him face to face. And he says, I've only got like 10 people left in my church. Why? Because they said, this is what we believe. This is what we were taught. This is what somebody told us. And he says, but there's so much more. There's face to face interaction with God. Does that make sense? You see, my friend loves God. There is no two ways about it. He loves God. And there is no question of whether or not he has face-to-face interaction with God. But he only knows one side. There's a whole other side. And I thought, dear God... Just like Peter. You remember Peter when he went to the temple? And there was the man that was standing there or sitting. He was lame, paralyzed. He was sitting on the side there. And it says that Peter, as he walked in, locked eyes with this guy. And he says, I could see that this guy desired something of me. And he said to him, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have I give unto you. What was he giving him? He was giving him a knowledge of the healing, miraculous, working power of God. He said, such as I have, I give to you. Now rise up and walk. And I feel like Peter with my friend. I'm like, such as I have, I want to give you my knowledge of knowing the face of God as healer, as miracle worker. I want to introduce you to him. But he said, my religion says, my upbringing says, we don't go there. 
well, you're going to go there if you don't go here. And praise God, I mean, I can't wait to get to heaven. I just don't want to rush it. You know what I mean? There's a face to know God. I mentioned, what time we got? Give me five more minutes, we'll wind it up. We talked about technology of the Jetsons. You remember that? And how many of you know that there's technology that has helped us in our communication in these days that we're living? Right? And I don't know if you're like I am, but I'm an audible learner. I like to hear things. I want, I want to see you face to face. I mean, there's those that they do online college, you know. It's like online college, man. I've flunked out first day, man. I need to sit in front of an instructor. I need to hear you. I need to take notes. Has anybody ever went on to YouTube to learn how to do something? Raise your hand if you've ever went to YouTube. I think we all have. What's YouTube? YouTube is a face-to-face encounter of somebody showing you and teaching you something, right? I've been doing some fishing with Randy this this summer, and and, I mean, he just is an amazing fisherman. And and so he said, well, I go on to YouTube, and I figure out, I'm like, oh, he's going to YouTube. That's why he's getting to learn how to do. And so I started going to YouTube. And I couldn't wait to get out to the lake to try some of these little tricks I've learned, you know what I mean? Well, what am I doing? I'm learning face-to-face somebody teaching me something, and now there is an expectation that what I've seen and what I've heard, I can now experience. And if you've ever went on to Facebook, you don't turn off the Facebook and say, oh, I can't do that. Well, they just showed you can be done. And because I saw them do it, I can have confidence that it can come to pass. It can happen. I can do that because I saw it done. And you had a face-to-face with the instructor. Right? The Word of God is our YouTube. God was ahead of the technology curve. We're thinking, wow, man, George Jetson, wow, that's cool stuff. We get in today's FaceTime and all the technology and YouTube, and wow, man, it's cool. We didn't have that years ago. Oh, yeah, we had it years ago. We've had it for over thousands of years. It's called the Word of God. It's a picture of the face of God interacting with his people. Come on. This book is not just a book of stories to entertain you. This book isn't just fairy tales. This is a book and a YouTube account of people that knew God and lived it out in front of you so that God could say, look to my account, subscribe to it, and you'll find that if you'll do what they did, you'll have the success that they had. Amen? Well, I feel like God's asking me to give him my dreams. So did Abraham. God said, I'm going to give you a son. Then God said to him, give me your son. And then we see that God fulfilled his promise. Well, I feel like I'm in the middle of the fire. Well, the Bible says that there are three Hebrew boys, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, that were not just feeling like they were in the fire. They were in the fire. 
and they were in the fire because they refused to back down from their faith in their God. And they were thrown into the fire. And then once they looked into the fire, the Bible says that the king saw four men standing in the fire, but he only threw in three. So the fourth man in the fire was Jesus walking through the fire with you. Amen. So you feel like you're going through the fire? Listen, you've got a YouTube account that shows you you can get to the other side without even having a scent of smoke on you. I feel like I'm about to be consumed. Well, why don't you just talk to Daniel? Daniel was in the den full of lions. And they're looking hungry. He's like, oh, God. Okay, God. Never been here before. (laughs) But, God, I've had FaceTime with you. And the Bible says that he cuddled up with them like little teddy bears. What does it feel like consuming you? These stories aren't in there just to entertain you. They are to encourage you. And there is an account that every time I read his word, I have a FaceTime with him that tells me I can do it. I can get through it. I feel like I've never been here before and it feels like it's impossible. Well, guess what? Peter never walked on water. But when Jesus said, come, he said, okay, if you say so, he started walking on the water. You might feel like there's something between you and the promises of God, then just walk on the water. You've got the YouTube account that says you can do it. And every time you read the word of God, it is a face time experience with him. Now, let me just conclude with this. The Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, speaking of Jesus. So the Word of God is the very heart, the very voice of God speaking to you. Oh, if I could just talk to Jesus. Why don't you just open your Bible? Why don't you just read a little bit until all of a sudden there's a igniting on the inside. Woo, praise the Lord. I just felt God talk to me. I just had a FaceTime with him. Oh, you mean I can do that, God? Oh, you mean all things are possible to him who believes? Oh, I can do all things through Christ? Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. I don't feel like shouting right now. I feel like crying. But I'm going to shout because you said so, God. Ah, woo, right? The word of God becomes FaceTime with Jesus. Now, let me just take it a step further. How many of you realize that you can boo-hoo, complain, snot-nose, all the other? And you realize that that don't do nothing for you. But did you know that if I could just, if I'm sitting over here talking with Mario, and I'm like, man, Mario, I'm going through the stuff. I mean, I'm just struggling, dude. I'm just, man. And Mario says, well, you know what? The Word of God says, and I just believe that God's going to do something. Do you know what happened right there? He stepped out and shared the word of God speaking into my heart. And I just had FaceTime with God because he gave me what God's word says. I didn't call him God. I said that when he gave me his word, I had FaceTime with God. And God's trying to get me over the hurdle, through the hump, and whatever else I'm dealing with. Because God is endeavoring to always have FaceTime with you if you'll only take the time. Amen. Praise God. I'm out of time, but praise the Lord, there's a lot of good stuff that we're going to get into. And I hope you come back because, man, we're, we're going after God. We're making room for God. We're making room to have FaceTime with him because we're in the new season. Amen? Let's stand.
with every head bowed and every eye closed. I just want to pray over you for a moment. And then we're just going to finish by giving God our heart of praise and worship before we leave. But dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every single person that is in this room. That God, we are purposing to make room for you. That means we've got to be intentional with our day, our time, our life. But God, I thank you that you're going to give us strength. You're going to help us prioritize the things that are significant and important to our lives. And God, I thank you that, Lord, we are beginning to become sensitive to your voice. That in the middle of driving down the road, we're like, well, God, I just heard you talk to me. When we wake up in the morning, we experience your presence. When we come to church, we're overwhelmed by the glory of God. God, I thank you that, Lord, in this season that we're living and this season of the hour, that, Lord, we are running after you and God you are running after us and we are going to meet you face to face God I thank you for the exciting times the exciting hour that we're in and I thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus name and everyone said and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.